0: So one of the online voiceover casting sites that we highly recommend is Voice123. The quantity and the quality of auditions are some of the best.
1: And not only is the quantity and quality good, but your Voice123 dashboard can give you such great insight that's helpful for your career.
0: Yeah, you can actually see when clients favorite you, like your audition, and even your booking ratio, which really helps you understand your sweet spot even better and how you can best serve your clients.
1: Voice123 is offering a 15% discount for a new yearly membership, beginning with the $395 tier.
0: And I made my membership amount back with one booked job.
1: And I actually just signed up. If you're interested, see the link in the show notes or description.
0: To get 15% off your new Voice123 membership.
1: You're listening to the Atlanta Voiceover Studio and ProVoiceOvertraining.com podcast. Hey, I'm Mike Stout.
0: And I'm Heidi Rue. We're both full time voice talent and owners of Atlanta Voiceover Studio and ProVoiceOvertraining.com. AVS is a recording and training studio in Atlanta with virtual options available to join. And ProVoiceOverTraining.com offers on-demand video resources to better your voiceover career.
1: Our purpose in creating both of these is to give you the resources you need to create the career you want. And that's exactly why this podcast exists as well.
0: Each month, we bring on an expert to share their industry knowledge, insight, and helpful tips.
1: Visit AtlantaVoiceOverStudio.com and ProVoiceOverTraining.com for more great resources.
0: Okay, I am so happy to have my friend and a very talented, talented local actress here, Gabrielle Bendlos, and she is an Atlanta actor, voice talent. She played Brenda in Ozark, Andrea Hopkins in The Outsider, Olivia Walker in The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, Tessa Holt in NCIS Hawaii, which she overcame her fear of flying to film that role. Super cool story. She's also a yoga instructor. She offers yoga classes on demand via Yo Gabrielle. And she also offers women's empowerment workshops, which she just did one recently, and career consultations. And not only that, but she's truly created a really impactful social media presence. And so that's one of the things that I wanted to have her on the podcast to talk about today, because Gabrielle is a very successful, creative artist, and she has found a way to maximize her social media impact in such a wonderful, beautiful way and she's figured out how to do it efficiently and really, really well. And I just I asked her, I was like, could you kind of just share some stuff? Because I know so many people that scares, you know, them to death with social media and and I thought you probably would just have such great insight to help alleviate some some of that stuff. So, Gabrielle, thank you so much for being here today.
2: Oh, my goodness. First of all, as everybody says, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, and it is one thing to know all of the things that you do in your life. It's another thing to hear somebody else speak mm. about it. So thank you for all of that acknowledgment as to who yeah. I am. I oftentimes we forget about all the things you do. 100%. And you start saying it, and like tears are welling up. And I'm like, okay, yeah. we haven't even started yet. <laughs> so thank you. And that
0: was just scratching the surface, too. I mean, like, you know, I, I didn't want to take the whole podcast to <laughs> say everything. <Stop>. So, <laughs> So, yeah.
1: So you're, you've you got an IMDB list that's, you know, longer than my whole leg here. <laughs> so can you share just how, how did the whole – things start, your venture into acting and voiceover work as well?
2: So my venture into acting started because I was the little girl watching Bring It On, and I saw Gabrielle Union, and that, for mm-hmm. me, was the first time I saw anyone of color on TV. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up, grew up with Nickelodeon and MTV and all the places like Disney that didn't have a lot of representation. And then Gabrielle Union comes out, mm-hmm. and she's this strong, opinionated, fierce woman. Yes. And I remember thinking... If she can do it, I can do it. Hmm. And, oh, and her name was Gabrielle. I her know. Name. Her name was my name. It's like, that's me. I was like, oh, this is possible, very possible, because if her name's Gabrielle, that's all you yeah. need, right? right? Then you can make it. Right. Um, and so I started to like look into it as a kid pretty young, but I also was very dramatic in like life in general. My parents used to clap when I threw temper tantrums because they would be like, the Academy Award goes to... So it was a very Keep easy... Keep it real. Yeah. Very easy uh, fit into it, it. So I did the thing. I did it in high school for drama club. I went to college and studied it for theater and then came to Atlanta. I grew up 45 minutes north of here. So I moved to Atlanta, signed with an agency and went on that co-star journey of I don't care if it's one line, two line, five line, 10 line, should have been guest star, but it's co-star. Like, I don't care what it is. I just want the credit. And I want to be able to be on set as many times as I can because the end goal is for other girls who look like me to not feel like they're alone. Mm -hmm. And so if that means that I need to be on as many co-stars as possible, even though the hearsay at the time was five co-stars and that's it, you're going to pigeonhole yourself, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. And that progressed my career in my opinion faster because I didn't have that block of what I will or will not do. Yeah. And I got to a certain point where that was no longer serving me and then I made that choice, but when I made that choice it was pretty late in the game and I had reps that were super supportive and they were also pushing me at the same time to be like you've you've done the groundwork, you can yeah. you can take a step back and That push from my reps allowed me to feel the confidence that I needed, because when you operate from a standpoint of, I'll do whatever, it's hard to find that standpoint of, I deserve, Mm -hmm. and not feel cocky about it, to still feel Mm -hmm. humble and know what you deserve. And so for a while, I was nervous that that was going to make my career suffer for less bookings, and it actually did the opposite. It created Mm -hmm. less bookings, yes, but bigger bookings with more Mm -hmm. notoriety and more experience, And once I got to the end of last year, I decided to like play around with social media, right? Because I heard people are monetizing off of it and I'm addicted to money in probably an unhealthy way that I'm working (laughs) with my therapist (laughs) on. But I was like, if people are making money off of posting pictures of themselves, I've got a bunch of pictures of myself that I could be making money off of too. So I just took a look into social media and I found that in the space of working with creatives for Mm. women of color, it was very, very small. Mm. And it was very eye-opening to me because I've always had whatever was available in Atlanta is what I went to. I didn't necessarily look for somebody that has has the same experience. I just wanted to learn from the best. Mm. And when I started looking at my category of like, wait, who have I learned from that was another woman of color? No one? Well, then I have to be that person. Like, (laughs) where's this Atlanta, y'all? Like, what are you talking about? So I started to cultivate it through social media, mm-hmm. and it grew. And a lot yeah. of women were like, oh, my God, I've been looking for somebody that identifies the way I do. And I started to realize, like, acting is one thing, and I love it. But the means for acting was always to reach more people to feel like they can do what they can, what I do. Mm-hmm. And if that's through a coaching call or an empowerment session or being on set, I want all of it. I want mm-hmm. every single yeah. part of it. And so it's kind of branched out into more things that I never mm-hmm. knew it was going to be. Back in the day when I was just saying yes to every single co-star, yeah. I had no idea this was going to be the journey, but here we are. Surprise, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: surprise, surprise. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> Little you thinking all you were supposed to do was yes. be on TV. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it sounds like, you know, you th- saw social media as like, oh, I could maybe make some extra money. And then it was like, oh, wow, no, I want to give to people. How have you seen that social media has helped your personal brand and even your
2: career? Mm. Social media forces you to take a stance, whichever way you want to take a stance. And if you choose not to, if you choose to play, you know, what people say of like Switzerland or play the like middle ground where I'm not going to upset anybody, but I'm also not going to make anyone be like, yeah, that's what I believe. You'll get lost in the dust. Mm -hmm. You have to have a stance. And that gets real clear for you as to where your values are who you want you to be, because you're not going to post something on your page that doesn't align with who you want you to be. So you've got to make these decisions with every single post. And that was like the preliminary step of figuring that portion out, because it was like, if this is where I want to be, what do I want to speak on? What values do I want to have? And what do I want people to think about me? And I have to think about that with every single post. Mm -hmm. And that has really helped me figure out wait, what was the question again?
0: It was, how has it helped your personal brand and career? Yeah. Thank you. But that was great when you were talking about, does it, what were the questions that you asked? It says, does it align?
2: Yes. So figuring out, does it align with me? Mm -hmm. Is it how I want people to see me? And Mm -hmm. is it aligned with my values? And if so, then you put it out there And it becomes a part of your brand because Mm -hmm. it's social media and it lives on the internet for forever. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that your values and your beliefs can't change. They can. But you have to be aware that that might be something you speak on in 10 to 15 years Mm -hmm. from now as like a growth place. So Mm -hmm. as long as it's where you're at right then, then that's what you want to go through. And I think what also helped was doing publicity for Falcon and the Winter Soldier because you're being interviewed and asked questions that you would have never thought about in terms of like... Not just who inspired you, but who inspired you then and who inspires you now. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, man, this is going to live in a magazine for forever. <laughs> what do I want to say? This it's, is like
1: milliseconds going on yes, in your head. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like
2: what am I going to say? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. But that is that is somebody that's going to be an editor that's going to re- read through it, make sure it's what you want it to say. Your mm-hmm. PR team is making sure that it's cultivated to match your brand. Social media is not. So if you can approach it with that side of like, this is my PR. How do I want to say? That mm-hmm. was the best way that I could have gone to understand it versus just like, this is a platform that I can post pretty pictures on. Right.
1: Right. Well, speaking of posts, for me, you know, like on Instagram, it's like, I'm going to get focused. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm just going to be so, I'm going to schedule things. And then it's like, comes the time I get too busy with, you know, voiceover or other... (laughs) Acting auditions or whatnot, and then it's like
0: you also co-own a studio. Yeah, too, yeah, that's so. That's another thing, but that's okay. Go ahead. Sorry. That too. But then it's like <laughs> eh, I'll
1: just post stuff here and there. So, how do you? And and I know I'm not the only one. Other people have you know a ton of problems coming up with content. So, what advice would you give them? What 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 do you? How do you come up with content? And I'm sure that aligns with you know what you just talked about with your values and and whatnot.
2: So. yeah the so there's two methods to the madness there's the content strategy creator who has a set schedule every single week and how they're gonna post and look I tried that but it doesn't work for me <laughs> yeah um and I that, lose- and that's
1: the thing you got to work do what yeah. works for you.
2: Yeah. And so much of content that does go, quote unquote, viral or everybody loves is organic and yeah. in the moment. And like you feel so passionate about it that you just got to get that information out. That doesn't happen when I schedule Tuesday to do my post. On Tuesday yeah. from 11 to 15, like 2 when I did my post, nothing is coming in. Yeah. yeah. So then there's the other side of letting it come however it comes and you're strategic with it. And so the advice I would give someone is be open to the possibility that ideas are going to come in the middle of an audition Mm -hmm. or when you're coaching somebody for a voiceover, you're going to hear something that you're coaching them on. You're like, Oh, I should make a podcast about that. I should make a a reel about that. You jot that thing down in a couple bullet point notes that you want to do. And the next free second you get, you do it. And if you can maximize the amount of ways that you're, getting that information. Maybe you're using a tape recorder to have the audio for something different for a clip. Maybe you're using an iPad to get the time-lapse of it, but also recording the video on your reel. If you have a separate camera that you use to do your auditions with, use that. You never know what you can use the footage for, but having it in multiple different ways can create essentially three different pieces or however many you have from that one moment. And if you do it from when you've been sparked interest And you just put the pressure on yourself to do that one, it becomes a lot more attainable because I'm already feeling passionate. It's just one video that I'm grabbing three different ways. I might not know what I'm going to do with them, but at least I have them and I have that one video and you look at it step by step that way. That's easier for me.
0: Yeah. And how do you fit it into your schedule? Do you have like a day that you kind of sit down and plan the week or just go, okay, what do I have now?
2: When do I want to share it? Or I used to do one day. And as you guys know as creatives, that day changes. (laughs) (laughs) I found that there's times of days that are better for me. (laughs) (laughs) Shifting days. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, Times of days that are better for me. And it's normally calculated around the lighting situation because Mm -hmm. lighting makes such a difference on how people see the video. So I know in my house from the hours of 10 to three, the lighting is great. So every day from the hour of 10 to three, I will try to get at least 30 minutes in at some point between then. And if I can't get the 30 minutes in, in between there, there's other vessels of, okay, well, I'm still going to be recording this audition. So I'll record me recording this audition and I'll do a voiceover over it later. And that's content that I didn't have to do anything different for Mm because I was already going to make the audition. (laughs) And I can do the voiceover without the light. So you have to be smart with like what you know is going to work for you around your like crafted schedule as much as you can get it. But the specific day and focusing on it for me added too much pressure that I wasn't able to execute the way I would want to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what's been the most impactful thing that you've done to see that growth Mm -hmm. in your social media?
0: Because your social media has grown tremendously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a short period of time, it's really amazing, Gabrielle. Like you, I mean, that's another thing you should add to that list of like amazing things that you've done. <laughs> because that's not easy. Thank you.
1: I would tend to think it's when you started showing your guy.
2: <laughs> that man's a stud? Oh, he'll oh love God, that. He's Corey He's a stud. Would love. <laughs> you know, to be honest, my highest performing content is typically Corey. Yeah, and I think it's because. I am such a strong-willed woman that it's nice to see the other aspects of me. Mm-hmm. And it's nice for people to see, like, oh, she can be strong-willed and still have a relationship. It's very relatable mm-hmm. to see that. Also, Corey's just like the most lovable human. Yeah. So it's easy yeah. to be like, oh, I want to see them. And I thought about doing the opposite of what people do, of just like, it's just us as a couples channel. We probably could have gone viral faster, but we don't have the time for that. Yeah. You have to create all the time. I them success that I have, especially on Instagram, because it's a harder platform to grow on than TikTok, Mm -hmm. was showing up authentically and with that opinion. Mm -hmm. When I was showing up authentically, I was gaining traction, but not in the same way as me having an opinion. Because when you have an opinion, you're going to get the people that feel that opinion that didn't feel confident to be able to speak up on it. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the people that think your opinion is wrong, and they want to speak up on it. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get the people that want to defend you because of that opinion. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about algorithm, Comments are helpful. Shares are helpful. Views are helpful. So all of it goes into helping you, but it's because you had an opinion and made people speak. Right. Just being authentic used to be enough, circa 2019, probably, but now 2020 happened, and people want to know where you stand. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So good. Oh my gosh. I need to be more like that. Um- <laughs>
0: Oh, was that out loud on the <laughs> podcast? Whoops.
2: I just usually
0: say that to Gabriel by myself. Did
2: everybody else hear that? Oh, shoot. I need to be like
0: you. Um, okay. So we talked a little bit about how, of course, Instagram, it's harder to grow than like TikTok or whatever. And every single platform has their own algorithms and updates. So how do you keep up with all that stuff?
2: Oof. I follow a lot of people on social media that mm. keep up with it for me. And they have services to be able to go deeper into it. But for me, it's not something that I feel comfortable paying with. So Mm -hmm. I just pay for the, or I get the free knowledge that I can get from them Mm -hmm. and share and support however I can. That free knowledge is very helpful to figure out how to make the aesthetics feel. Mm -hmm. That's the main difference. You're still creating the same content, but the aesthetics on TikTok are a lot more about off the cuff. Mm -hmm. And Instagram still has that old school perfect feed, everything the same color feel, even if people aren't doing it anymore, they are looking for it. Hmm. And if you think about the generations that are on both, it's millennials and up. On Instagram and Gen Z and below on TikTok. And yes, there's a mix in between. So I know some haters can be like, that's not 100% true. I'm not saying that. There's always
1: outliers. (laughs) Always
2: outliers. But Gen Z is a totally different generation than everybody else. Gen Z is the generation that shows up and they really are just like, this is me, take me for as I am. So you've got to come from that side with TikTok. And Instagram's like... This is me, take me for who I am, but also I did get ready this morning. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. With the ring light. Yes, with the ring light that you see in my pupils. <laughs> uh, well,
1: what are your favorite social media tools that you have in your in your tool belt my there? My tool belt?
2: Yeah. Uh Your utility Cut? pack. My utility as it were. your social media utility <laughs> pack. Um I'm a huge fan of recording content using TikTok and then screen recording it because there's something with TikTok's capturing a video that allows more room for what I would feel are imperfections. Mm. Instagram's video software picks up everything and it Hmm. doesn't really pick up light the way that I want it to. Hmm. So I'll record in the TikTok app and then screen record without any of the words or anything on it. So I have that video, use it for later for Instagram. And then on TikTok, I'll edit the video on there. So that's the easiest way to get that double content. Sometimes I will use my front-facing camera if everything is perfect because it's not as great as the Mm -hmm. back-facing camera. Back-facing camera is harder to use because you can't make any of your adjustments. However, if you're just recording yourself doing an audition or doing a voiceover audition, back-facing camera all day because Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how you look, you're going to get it. And then the editing software I use is CapCut. And CapCut is essentially the same editing software that's in TikTok. So you can edit inside Mm -hmm. of the TikTok app. Or outside of it. Hmm. I prefer to do my edits, especially for TikTok, inside the app. It's all in one place and it's very user friendly. And then on Instagram, that editing software is not user friendly. Mm -hmm. So if it's a quick audio, I'm just speaking over something, and I see to add like one title, I'll edit it in Instagram. But if not, it's CapCut for that. Mm -hmm. And then the last two things are. I think it's repost for Instagram. I paid Mm. like $15 for the year so that I can pull my videos from Instagram without any watermark and repost it to where I want to post it. Mm. And SaveTik does the same thing, but for TikTok, Mm -hmm. I paid the yearly fee. You can pull it down with all of your text, but no TikTok watermark, and then switch it over to repurpose it Mm -hmm. for Instagram. Interesting.
0: So great. Okay. So what You are an empowerer. (laughs) So what would you say to empower other voice talent that are like, okay, I do want to jump on social media, but feel overwhelmed or I don't feel like I can do it. What would you say to them?
2: Well, one I would say is you need to do it if you have a passion to want to, because we need more voices, more bodies, more presence of everyone. Mm -hmm. And you might not think your reach is going to be anything, even if you have 10 followers, that's 10 people, and if you put those 10 people in a room and you mm. spoke on whatever you wanted to speak on, you've changed 10 people's lives. And we can get caught up in the algorithm of this many likes, shares, or followers. But in the end of the day, if you bring it into the real person life, if I put two people in a room and said, they want to hear what you want to say, you feel pretty damn honored. Mm. So yeah. that idea of I've got to have this many to be able to speak up on it gets pushed away. And specifically to voice talent, I would say you absolutely need to do it because it is a marketing tool in a big way. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. audio files can be two different ways used to go viral versus just a video going viral. Someone Mm -hmm. can use your audio file and use that for something else, which means your voice is now going viral. So there's publicity right there. Mm -hmm. Or your video goes viral where they're seeing you speak. And that's great as well. But you've got two different realms to be able to go there. As an actor, it's a lot more of a stretch. If you're just doing on-camera acting to be like, oh, they heard my voice. Now let me Google who that person is and see their face. Voice is like – you should totally be doing it, even if it's just one video a week. And start there and see what happens. Yeah. Have you seen that um, your
0: social media um, reach has helped – like any jobs or anything that you've gotten or? Ah, that's funny that you asked that question.
2: That was part of the reason why I heard to get on, be more present in social media. Like people were losing jobs because of it. And for anyone who's listening to this podcast, let me just go ahead and kill that narrative. Back in the day in 2020, there was a small percentage of time when they were using influencers for commercials and everything else. And that's because everyone's bare bones and they were trying to monopolize on whatever they could. It has now since evolved, and they are not going on there and making sure your Instagram has a certain amount of people following to be able to cast you in a role. Hmm. Are there times when it comes down to two people that have the exact same amount of talent are great for the role, and they might look at social media presence to say, like, hey, they've got more reach? Absolutely. There's also times when they don't. So Mm. let's just kill that. (laughs) (laughs) Squash it. Squash it. (laughs) Um, And... Remind me of your question because I'm passionate about that topic.
0: Just has it impacted you booking any roles or how
2: has that impacted that? So up until a week ago, if it had impacted any of the roles I booked, I did not know. Mm -hmm. And a week ago, I had somebody reach out for a direct-to-callback session. and It was a casting director. I've never auditioned before with my entire 11 years. And they started following me maybe eight months ago on Instagram.
0: And the yes. role
2: was direct-to-callback, and she was very me. It was no nonsense, straight to the point, like totally me. And I know the only reason that person asked me to come in is because they have been watching my social media presence and knew that I was a great fit. So that, wow. in the three years that I've been doing this, is the first experience that it's happened in. And it was really great to yeah. feel, for sure. But also, like, three years, one experience. So clearly right. it's not a make or break it for you. None of the sets in Hawaii or Puerto Rico were like, so glad you were on that social media, girl, because that's right. why we cast you. Nobody said that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. agree.
1: So throughout this whole conversation, I've heard that you are on social media. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, using that- Is that the takeaway? That's, <laughs> those are my power.
1: <laughs> Heidi.
0: Those are my powers of deduction. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to down (laughs) your
2: powers of deduction. So
1: how can people connect with you?
2: I see where you were going with that. Thank you.
1: It was a big setup. It was a big setup.
2: So so you can connect with me on social media. Yes. uh, All of my handles are the same. It's Gabrielle Bendelos on everything, on TikTok and on Instagram. You can connect with me via there. Other than that, you can see me on your... TV, Mm -hmm. I have an episode of Fantasy Island coming out soon. It'll be right now they're on hiatus. So I believe it'll be the third week of April. If you follow me on social, I'll post it there. It's an episode I'm really proud of. It's pretty meaty. I'm in like every single scene, uh, which is a huge accomplishment in my acting career. So that's another place you can see me. And outside of that, I'm a pretty big hermit, so <laughs> do not ask me to just go pick my brain through coffee. No, <laughs> right. no, we do
0: not condone that. <laughs> and I'll link all of like um, your yoga page and everything. I'll link that in the show notes too. So if anyone wants to go follow her or check out her empowerment workshops or do a career consultation, then we'll link that below as well. So thank you, very thank much. you so much, Gabrielle, for being here. Really appreciate it. Yes, thank
2: you both. I think we're gonna
1: have to change your, your last name, because it's B-Y-N-D-L-O-S-S. Uh-huh. B-I-N-D-W-I-N.
2: Oh. <laughs> Gabrielle
1: Bindwin.
2: Bindwin. <laughs> <laughs> I have never made that connection, in, which is hysterical, because all of my life, it's been Gabrielle Bin lost. Oh, have you been lost lately? And I'm like, you are not the first imbecile oh, to say that gosh. to me. And I have never thought about switching it. It's
1: all about perspective. <laughs> yes. It's all about perspective. Bindwin. Oh, man.
2: That's good. (laughs) Winning. I'm already creating a second, third, and fourth business with that name. (laughs) You're welcome. Merch coming soon.